Hi folks and welcome to Tortoise Shack's 2022 breakdown of the year that was. Highlights, lowlights, people of the year, moments of the year and a few more um, in between. We had a great conversation with, with so many of our familiar faces that you know from our Sunday shows. So thanks to them. You will also hear from uh, many of our contributors and listeners in, in the form of voice notes. And kicking us off right now, you're going to hear from Rosemary Mon, Grace Dias, our pal Mero and um, Aminal the Sunday. And a special message from Colin from Portsmouth. Thanks for spending so much of 2022 with the Tortoise Shack. It really, really, really means the world to us. And if you are a patron, thanks for supporting. If you're not, please join us in 2023. I'll start rabbiting on now. Let's get stuck into it. Hi, everyone. Rosemary Mohan here. Just wishing you all a peaceful, beautiful, happy Christmas and a happy, bright new year for 2023. Thank you all for all your support and love throughout the years and hopefully 2023 we will be coming together stronger to build the Ireland that we need. Hello everybody my Christmas wish for 2023 is for a referendum on the right to housing. I think that would be deadly. Happy Christmas everyone from Grace Styles. Up the Tordeshek. Christmas greetings to King Martin and Prince Tony the best podcasters on all the land. Have a great Christmas. Talk to you soon. Graham from What's the Story podcast. Hey, Tony. Greetings to you and everyone on the Tortoise Shack. And well done on another year of contrariness and interesting pods and different takes. Um, I think in our funny little media landscape here in Ireland, we need alternate voices, I think, more than ever. And uh, certainly you guys are providing that and, uh, you know, keeping keeping everybody honest or dishonest, whatever way you want to see it. Anyway, best of luck with it. Keep it up. And um, here's to a good one in 2023, even. It's uh, John Gibbons. Cheers. Bye. This is Colin from Portsmouth here, and I am absolutely disgusted. Why, why, why are they banning Christmas for like the 18th year in a row? My mate was arrested for saying Happy Christmas the other day. He went up to someone, he said Happy Christmas whilst pushing him in a canal, and they arrested him. It's outrageous. Anyway, Tony, thanks for having me on. Love to the family. Oh, I don't like the podcast, by the way, mate. Not having it. Not having it. Hello, and welcome to the Tortoise Shack Christmas Special. Been looking forward to this one for a while, and we are joined by some wonderful guests. We have Shamim Malekmian, and she's joined by Harry McEvans, Sonia, and Emma D'Souza. And we are joined, well, Emma's up the attic already, but we are also joined from the attic by Sam. Sam, how are you, my buddy? You've, you've been, had a rough week, but you're with us this week, so we're delighted to yeah. see you with us this week. Delighted to see you with us this week. And of course, my co-host on the show, uh, what, what was his name? Oh, yeah, Tony Groves. Tony, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. This is always a bit of fun um, where we try to make it a bit of fun, but I'm looking at all the dour faces. People do not want to be here. Shamim has given me filthy looks already. And uh, Harry has a bottle that purports to be water, but we all know better. Nonetheless, But no, look, it, it is. It, it's been a mad year. An absolutely insane year in terms of just in terms of the tortoise shack, if I can say that uh, first off the bat. And why it's lovely to be joined by this panel is because, let's tell the truth, um, Shamim, Emma and Harry are part of the team now. That's 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 our that's our little crew. And I'm so glad that the, that, that we've 
been able to enjoy so many great conversations over 2022 and their contributions have been really, really valuable. Um, not so much Sam, but Sam does his own thing, you know. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam is gesturing uh, uh, a very nice gesture towards Tony. Can, can we, can we, though, if it's okay and listeners will indulge us, we want to look back a little bit and maybe talk about a few kind of highlights and lowlights. And um, Martin, would you mind kicking us off and giving us uh, a bit of a highlight that you had for 2022? And then we'll, we'll, we'll go around the houses and see if anybody else has, can, well, I was going to say anybody can talk. It, but it won't be too hard to go well I, I actually think the highlight for for 2022 and i think it was a huge big highlight was covid's over and i think that's a massive massive that was the highlight for the beginning of 22 covid is over let's forget about it it's done it's dusted masks off no social distancing no lockdowns we're all fine just go about your business that was the highlight of the year and i'm, I'm going to throw in the low light just because it's it's apt. The low light is no, it's fucking not. <laughs> That's the low light. We're coming into Christmas, and no, you're all wrong. It's not. It's worse than ever. One tenth of the population of the, the entire planet is now infected. The 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 doubling time in China is down to hours. So I say, have your Christmas dinner, have a lovely day, then lock the doors and keep everybody out. That's what I say. That's the Christmas I'm going to have. I want to let listeners know he's saying this purely on the basis that he does not want to have to give anybody a present. That is all. That reminds me, Tony, I haven't gotten over to you yet, buddy, but I will. I have those last. And this is true. This is really true. He has has last year's Christmas presents and this year's Christmas presents. Which is the Rubik's Cube you borrowed from me in 2019. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Emma, can we come to you and ask you for maybe a highlight and lowlight if you don't mind, or stick to highlights if you want? Though it's a, your your call. Uh, it's pretty tough to look back through a whole year and find a highlight and a lowlight, but uh, I mean, for me, Boris Johnson's demise was absolutely a thing of beauty. Yep. Um, watching those resignations flooding in. I mean, for anyone that follows politics, it was just a thing of beauty. Um, and it was just unheard of to see how he uh, was taken down, considering the a massive majority that he was elected on in the last election. So that was definitely a highlight. Um, and a low point of the year, you know, Sam's probably going to agree with me on this one, but it has to be the state of Northern Ireland's politics. Uh, the fact that we have no governance, no assembly, like it's coming back anytime soon. And generally, that's just pretty depressing. So. Yeah, that's uh, you know, it, uh, we can all. I the one thing I will say, and I'll counter the the Boris Johnson um fall, which was great to watch. Absolutely, was great to watch. Um, it it, it has given much more credence to the, and we've seen it now. Even it was written in the Irish Times last week. You know, be grateful we're not them. Uh, that that narrative has gotten so much more traction, and the uh, and then it led to. <laughs> To Liz Truss and Quasi Carteg and and the uh, absolute. I I mean, I saw I saw a report today saying that Brexit maybe have cost thirty three billion um so far of, of of damage to the UK economy. I'd I'd imagine it's a lot more. Uh, I know we, you said it's not them. You know we're not them, Tony. But generally, we are them. Kind of eight months later. Yeah, we generally are them eight months later. So I, I think it's a bit quick to say, no, we're not. No, them. But, but, it's, think... but, it's, but it's a huge it's like it literally is. In, it was I, someone might correct me, but it was definitely in one of the papers recently. You know, um, 
don't let's be grateful for what we oh yeah that was it with the handover how proud we should be with the rotating t-shock bit and how we should oh all sit down god, and, and oh my god and rommel rommel yeah oh my god <laughs> well well harry's gonna bring that up as his highlight but <laughs> let's shameem can i uh, oh god i'm gonna have to cut that out aren't i <laughs> shameem can i ask you and i know i just want to say before we start fantastic year shameem Absolutely brilliant year on on the immigration beat. It's a it's a difficult beat, and we it's gotten more more and more hard um, with with the events that have taken place and how it's become anti immigrant sentiment has kind of taken root. But but you're you've done a credit to to journalism and a credit to the newspaper Dublin Inquirer, which people should subscribe to and support. So Shmi, give us uh, some of your highlights if you don't mind. I guess I'm just surviving um, to stay a reporter <laughs> and to report all year. Um, it, it's really ama- amazes me every time. I'm like, oh wow, I could, I I was able to report one more year, you know, and um, seeing some of the stories actually making some real life impacts. And the Dublin Enquirer is sticking around and not going bankrupt or anything. Oh, <laughs> so I can, well, like, I can tell you, knowing Sam and Lowe as well, it's it is it's it's tight. It's very tight. Yeah, it's very difficult, but um, but I mean, we survive at the, the end of the day. Um, can I can I ask you though, outside of that, like, and I know it's been a, you're saying this, has it been a little bit of a low light to watch the the commentary get a little, the discourse get worse? Yeah, and I think there are many more people who are now reporting on immigration because of all the events that are taking place and. And they're not really careful with the wording of things and, you know, not careful that if I'm reporting this, is it going to incite some sort of hatred toward minority groups, you know, like reckless headlines, especially that we see. I think that that, that's that's disappointing to see. And I'm surprised that all of this isn't kind of making people in newspapers think, oh, maybe we do actually need people, more people from immigrant background to to do immigration reporting. Maybe that's good practice. And, and Tony and I were just, we, we literally discussed that exact thing during the week and we discussed it during the week. And of course, your name came up, Shamim, because we both rate you as probably the best um, in your field out there. And we, we absolutely do think you're the best in your field. You, you do thorough, thorough research. And I know that for a fact. And some of your research is beyond what what any journalist would do and you've informed the refugee community about changes in legislation changes in practice and custom and there's nobody else doing that Shamim. so for our money you know we think you're a really excellent excellent journalist but i think you're dead right i think you're dead right enough of irish reporters reporting on on migrants and refugees what you need is migrants and refugees reporting on their own situation in national broadsheet newspapers on the radio on the tv and it doesn't matter that you have an accent and i think that's really important to say i think that's really important in fact that you have an accent is your selling point it is absolutely your selling point you know for a fact you're dealing with these people day in day out i just don't understand why why national newspapers i mean really haven't said shamim come on in here's a car for you here's a hundred grand a year we need you uh, I think that's nice. It's a, Martin. Um, it, the 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 thing is, though, you mentioned the accent, and it is a, the 
like we've seen it. We like, we've seen that up close. Where it, where, yeah, where, um, where 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 RT rang um, Julia Marchenyak and said, you know, you did great stuff with the Ivy, but can you get us someone who doesn't have a Polish accent, please? And she's and she's just kind of the best activist out there. Uh, you know, uh, she's look, brilliant. I want to um, um, Harry, if we can come to you, if you don't mind, I just want to I want to raise obviously. If you, if you could think of a highlight beyond the return in full throttle of anti-Semitism, that'd be great. Um, but, uh, I, uh, if you yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to start with the low light and you'll see why uh, it's not going to be negative. Um, and it, I'm not actually going to go with anti-Semitism. That's certainly concerning, but I think like what we've seen over the last few months, much bigger than that is the, and I think it's touched a little bit on what Shamim and Martin were saying there. the, adoption of American and British style culture war discourse and narratives, particularly in the media in this country, has been extremely, I think has accelerated over the last year. I think it's been extremely disturbing. We've seen a huge amount of ignorant, um, either ignorant out of well-meaning, ignorant out of malice, or ignorant out of just trying to get clicks and views, which is a form of malice, uh, around immigration, around COVID, around trans rights, around a huge amount of things. That has been genuinely concerning, particularly seeing it coming from um, sort of, you know, well-established media voices who don't realize that they're on the list just slightly further down of all the people that they're encouraging into this. It's not a huge amount of people who are pushing this. And there's, you know, those sort of fragmented fringe groups. There's also people with a lot of money and interest in doing so. But they've really captured a section of commentary over the last year in a way that has been very, very disturbing and in a way that I think has made people's lives a lot more difficult uh, in very real terms um, over the last while. And I think that my highlight, and I think flows from this, is seeing the level of solidarity we've seen over the last while in response to that, seeing where, for example, on on, on uh, immigration, where we had um, protests against asylum seekers, seeing communities in Fermoy and East Wall then come out and counter-protest in much bigger numbers and express their solidarity with those people was really encouraging to see. I mean, I can talk, you know, personally, when there's been a lot of yeah, anti-Semitism around recently, the vast majority of the response has been to condemn that. People have, you, you know, you use their voices to speak out about it, perhaps not the people who you hope who have the big voices who will do it, but seeing people come together at a, at a grassroots, at a lower, at an interpersonal level and have that support. We see the same thing with, you know, trans groups raising their voices and getting that support. Um again, from the vast majority of people who are okay with all of these groups who are, you know, don't share this nonsense about culture. Um, so that's been good to see that kind of, see that kind of pushback on everything from, you know, human rights deprivation point of view. But uh, it does worry me where we're going when we see powerful people use this in a way that they think they can control when we've seen that, uh, you can't really control this, but the only thing that's going to push back about it is people showing solidarity, is people showing the alternative, showing they don't buy into this. And I think that's been the highlight for me is seeing that uh, sort of pushback and response. And yeah, people, I think are, that's, people are fundamentally good. I think it's a very fair comment. And I think that's very clearly put. Well done, Harry. Harry, can I ask you about politics in that we started this year pretty much or uh, where we're ending this year? There hasn't been a huge amount of change in polling. Um, when you aggregate the numbers across the number of polls, pretty much where we were coming out of the, the last election. Um, where are we heading, Harry? God, if I knew, <laughs> if I knew I'd be down to Paddy Power at this point, getting my bets in early, I'll tell you. Um, no, don't. Also, gambling companies are immoral. Don't give them money. Um, but 
Uh, look, yeah, nothing has changed really on, on that scheme of things. And I think there's been so much going on, as we've you, you, know, you mentioned with, with COVID and everything, and then even the situation in uh, in Northern Ireland, which makes these, you know, sort of breakthroughs and people talk about it, but there's no real connection to party politics that any of this fundamentally has. People don't know where to turn at the moment with a lot of that. So I think there's, um, I don't know where it's going to go over the next year. Uh, I think Varadkar's leadership is going to be very, very interesting. I'll put it that way. He's already, uh, I think, laid down a marker on the style of approach he's going to take, which is probably very encouraging for people who support him and less encouraging for what people. marker was that where you where it was daylight when it was dark was it that the marker <laughs> was it well the, the talk about you know well obviously that pr video <laughs> <laughs> starting off with respecting the troops and then yeah finishing at 1 30 p.m uh, <laughs> yeah 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 tony does this all the very I'm said this, give a dog a bad name or give a man a, a, a moniker as an early riser and he can sleep till noon Tony's always at this too. He says, I sleep till noon every day. Which you do. So, um, people actually genuinely believe I sleep till noon. Because they you do. <laughs> but they believe Radker gets up at the crack of dawn every day. And it's probably furthest from the truth. I mean, I can't see him getting up at the crack uh, of dawn look, every day. I, I, we, need to, we need to keep this show on the road, but, it's in, but it is interesting, Harry. It's going to be, I think it's going to be quite clear that the same person that he was all along will will quickly come back to the surface. And I don't oh, think yeah. whatever whatever he's been given talking points to say, we care, we listen. <laughs> but it's like, it's like it, it, you know that that scene in Jaws. He goes, a shark's eyes roll over and they bite you. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we care, we care, we we've listened. Sam, we're going to come to you next, buddy. Highlights and lowlights of the year, and it doesn't. Matter. You don't have to restrict it to Northern Ireland. You can do what you want. You can say that the World Cup was your highlight of the year if you feel like it. It wasn't bad, I suppose. Um, low light. I mean, Emma's hit the nail on the head. It's the politics here. It's, it hasn't changed. It's depressing. Uh, it's the hamster wheel again. We're getting nowhere with it. And every time you get a glimmer of hope, somebody snatches it away. Um, and that's not pointing the finger at any particular party. We're all going around in circles here. Nobody's got the answer. Nobody's got a solution. So. That would be the low light for me. Highlight would be more personal. It would be shrapnel. Mm. You're just seeing it take off um, from the conversations and the inception right through the first episode and, and how far we've got. Um, and a couple of highlights within that highlight was coming moments coming down to Ballymun. And that, that was fantastic. Um, to, to be able to come down and do that was just different different gravy for me yeah, there was a great moment when the place before it opened sam walks in and it's a fabulous venue it really is and he walks in he just goes he goes my life has taken me to some strange places yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it has. and i suppose the other one would be this sounds dead sort of egotistical but this guy stopping me in the street but it's not because you're famous and you're brilliant it's it's the feedback I'm getting from people within my own community who are listening to this and they're saying no, to my face. Great. And it's, 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 it's telling me to, to keep doing what me and Gareth are doing because we're hitting, it, hitting the nail on the head. We're giving voices to things. And it's just, you sit, I don't know about you guys, but I get imposter syndrome every single time we hit the record button after we've done. You're like, who the hell am I to talk about these subjects? I know nothing. But then you go and meet guys in the street and they're stopping you in little, they're stopping you on the shankle and they're saying, yeah, you're doing the right thing. Keep going. And that that just that's everything for me at the moment. That just keeps me pouring through. That's great, Sam. That really is great. I know, no, no, because you've come from nothing. I don't mean you've come from, but the podcast has come from scratch. There was no huge uh, 
massive launch where it was just ourselves on the tour. And it's great to see that it's doing well. And we're delighted that it's doing well. And it really is worth listening to. If anybody hasn't yet listened to any of the Shrapnel podcasts, oh, my God, what are you missing out on? Go and listen to them. Yeah, and it's at this, this point, I'd say thank you to the guests again, because without them, without their stories, the, the podcast is just me and Gareth rambling on half the time like you and Tony. But mm. um, yeah, it's, it's the guests that make it, you know, and it's 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 the deep facts they come in with, whether it be whether research they've done or whether it's be the personal stories. It's just it's liberating. It really is. Good. Delighted for that. Absolutely delighted. Tony, we move on to the next section. Well, can I just say a couple of things before oh, yeah, we do? No, 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 no. It's, it's not so much that. I just wanted to, the reason why we have this panel here today is because this is particularly part of my highlight reel is the fact that we've had such great engagement. I've personally had a difficult year. I've personally, we've had a lot of loss. We've had a lot of problems and we've had a lot of issues. The platform itself has been very shaky, but it's because people like Shamim and Emma and Harry and Sam and to a lesser degree, Martin, have, <laughs> have helped and contributed. And no, and like, I mean, like, like Emma ran for, for office this year. And yeah. I was so proud of her. Like she went for it. You know, she went for it. As I said, Shamim knocks it out of the park. Harry puts, Harry just is so fucking sensible. Sometimes it kills me. Oh, stoic uh, is our <laughs> Harry. Stoic. No <laughs> but, matter but what happens. I haven't heard that before. Yeah, but he's just, it's just that, it's that, um, it's that, it's that ability of like, I might have something in my draft, Harry, I'm going to send and you'll have said it more diplomatically and I go, yeah, I, I have to actually back away from that now. <laughs> Harry's done it better. And, and likewise, Sam, you know, like, like, let's tell the truth. Like it's, it's 18 months ago, we might have known one another, but now we're friends. You know what I mean? So that's, that's it. And as I said, there's been a lot, it's been a difficult year. I won't, you know, won't sugarcoat that. And maybe we'll touch on it in a while, but, but yeah, I want to thank you all. And, and to, to echo what the lads have said, thank you to everybody who's listened, but particularly this little, this little group here who have come on the Sunday shows and put up with the, the stuff and, and um, like it, it, it works because you guys have helped and you know I couldn't be happier to say that you know that that this is the that, that there's a little crew that that have actually absolutely supported um the tortoise check and supported me when uh when things have been difficult so thank you to you all while you're here um yeah martin go ahead move it on because i'm getting yeah. too schmaltzy you are getting too schmaltzy it gets too weepy honestly does i have to toughen them up a little but we're going to move on to the person or if not the person the moment of the year what's the one overriding memory of the year that one moment you're in the year that you remember and sam because you have a perplexed face on you i'm coming to you first hi why did you do that um <laughs> the, the one the one moment of the year Jeez, um feel free to just change it to person and you can just talk about me that's okay yeah. <laughs> that, that'd be the last thing that'd be on my mind um yeah i mean there's that this year has been been up and down so much. Um, for every good thing, there's usually a bad thing that rolls in behind it. So it's it's trying to pick out that highlight that's that's went untarnished. Um, yeah, I, I think I think for all the things that have went wrong this year in Northern Ireland, it's been it's been helpful to see people rally around afterwards. Um, for every time that somebody has sang a song or made a joke or come out with an insensitive topic. Once you dive through the initial outrage, there are people that are supporting each other, and it's not coming from one section of the community. It seems to be that the decent people are rising above it, and they're and they're connecting. And I, 
it's hard to pick one really good instance, but. Well, Sam, I think it's, and Emma, you might even have a comment on this. We have seen, Sam pointed out, you know, um, people making a chant, people um, doing in, in sort of incitement and, and, and the, you know, issues like that. But, and I know, and here's the problem. You've seen people rally around and then they're talking about, look, uh, look at all the people doing this stuff for charity. The problem is shouldn't be charity. The state should be providing it. But nonetheless, we see it more and more now. And um, it definitely has been something I've noticed in terms of solidarity with cross community solidarity. Am I been am I am I dreaming? No, I mean, look, I've been a broken record talking about this stuff. You have heard me say it a million times. People in politics are not the same thing, particularly in Northern Ireland. and. We have uh, an incredible community here that do work uh, on a cross-community basis. Often in the absence of political leadership, it falls to civic society and community leaders and people themselves. And, you know, next year we're all going to be celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement. And there'll be a lot of focus on the politicians and the politics of the agreement. But uh, a big core message for me is going to be trying to, I suppose, cast a bit of light on the people actually, that delivered peace. And the fact that it was the people across this island and, and in Northern Ireland in particular that wanted peace and actually ratified that referendum and agreement and took that leap of faith. And I think as we move forward with all the challenges we have politically, it's to the people again uh, in Northern Ireland that we'll have to turn to to take things forward. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press you again, Sam, and I'm going to say to you, get a person or moment, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you make a decision. And you have to turn on your mic as well. I don't really want to for this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, who do you pick out of all this? Well, pick a moment, Sam, that sticks with you. Is there a moment that sticks with you out of the year? Yeah, none of them are good. And that's the, that's the problem. The stuff that's sort of scarred and stemmed there is the stuff that really irked me this year. Um, I suppose the the tragedy up in Chrysler, uh, I think mm. I pronounced it correctly, mm-hmm. was one of those moments that was truly dark. But it also reflected the best of what I mean. This, the sea fire crews from Northern Ireland responding mm-hmm. as quickly as any other. I mean, that's that's the stuff that we get right. You know, yeah. that's that's the stuff that doesn't see borders, and that's the stuff that makes me proud to be from where I am from. Um, I was at a community group yesterday in West Belfast who were trying to put together thirty-five uh, meal parcels for families in the area that didn't have any food for Christmas, and I went up with what sort of support that I had gathered around and taken it and. To see that all 35 hampers were already prepared because people had stepped in in the space of ours. That that's the politicians will be talked about next year. And the politicians we should be able to talk about next year are probably no longer around. Those members of the PUP, the UDP, the Women's Coalition, those parties that have been squeezed out of politics, who made massive sacrifices and dragged people to tables. Um, those guys aren't around anymore to take no. some of the plaudits that they should be taking for this. Um, but it, it's and those parties represented those people who have brought those meat parcels and those hampers together. The ordinary working class, the ordinary community folks, the guys, the civic society, if you want to call that, the guys on the ground who do this kind of stuff. And most of it do it under the radar. Um, yeah, so, yes, yeah. that is true, Sam. A lot of this work goes on under the radar. And, and it's yeah. nice that you've said that that's the moment yeah. is, is to recognize this work that goes on under the radar. Yeah. I'm going to move us on to Harry, ladies. I'm going to leave you to last, give you some time to think, but I'm going to move us on to Harry. Harry, 
moment or person of the year. Feel free to go off or off 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 scale on this altogether, Harry. It's tempting as it is to obviously give it to Patrick O'Donovan for single handedly saving Christmas. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to edit in <laughs> Enoch Burke here, but nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, this is this is going to sound a bit silly, but let, let, bear with me for this. Um, I think one of the one of the most satisfying moments. This I think ties back a little bit to what I was talking about before. Uh, seeing a a Twitter spat between two who I will not name, uh, yes, very high profile members of the far right, where they we already know where you're going, emails <laughs> and cucks and so on. And firstly, just very funny on its own terms. But secondly, it was one of those small things. It was just a reminder that these people are, despite everything they're doing, despite the danger they pose, they are failing. They are fighting with each other over who's responsible for their failure at the moment. They are not getting any traction and they are turning on themselves because at the end of the day, they are vicious at league maniacs. And to me, you know, it seemed like the smallest thing in the world, but it was at the same time, it was such a gratifying moment of being like all the pushback, all the ridicule, all the the inattention we were giving these people is getting to them, it's breaking them, and they're fighting with each other. And that small interaction, I think, said so much about how they've been resisted. To me, that was just a moment towards the end of the year where after things had seemed so dark and so negative, being like, okay, it is working. What we're doing is working. We are winning. We are winning, and these people are losing, more importantly. So that was a, a small interaction that I think had a lot of meaning in terms of how we're resisting uh, what these people want to do. Again, kind of the grassroots thing, Harry. Uh, and it is the grassroots, the grassroots work that's doing that. I'm going to come on to Shemaine. Shemaine, moment or person of the year. And you're not allowed to say me or Tony. You have to do something original. Um, I don't know if it's, is, is, is this supposed to be positive, is it? You can no. have it either way you want. Positive no, no, or okay. negative. Most of, my, most of my moments have been bleak and dark, so don't worry. <laughs> I guess for me, the moment that kind of changed the way I was covering immigration and changed my beat essentially was, I suppose, when the war started in Ukraine and I first realized there was somebody here whose family lived here but couldn't come here because he was a Nigerian citizen, you know. Mm. So the distinction that was drawn between Ukrainian and non-Ukrainian, especially um Africans in Ukraine, you know, um, for me, that moment and then that moment started and it then again led to um, policies like uh, suspension of visa free travel for refugees and how I witnessed um, how the war in Ukraine and the arrival of Ukrainians is impacting people from other nationalities kind of in a very bad way. Um, I pass writing eviction letters, you know, and people are pushed to, oh, we have to move out of direct provision. We have to find out um, an accommodation. And we all know how difficult it is to find accommodation at the moment. Um, I think it was that moment for me that just started with seeing that boy not being able to join his parents in Dublin from, from Ukraine. And then can, can, can I just yeah. quite give listeners who might not be might not have listened to that story because you broke that story and it was unbelievable and yet so true and tragic that uh I'm you're saying Nigerian. He was an Irish kid, right? He was an Irish kid of Nigerian descent who was family were of Nigerian and he but who who were living here in Dublin for a number of years and was studying. He was studying in Ukraine. He and, was, he was yeah. and he was told he, he couldn't he couldn't go home yeah his sister was an irish citizen his their mm. parents were they were living in dublin his sister was going to secondary school here um and he was he was he was studying medicine in ukraine mm. like a lot of people that go because it's cheaper there uh and then basically he, he couldn't come here because they said oh well you're not ukrainian you know but he was fleeing the same war 
um, yeah. and he wanted to join his family. So that is really started the whole thing for me that realizing, oh, this is going to again impact non-EU citizens in a way that hasn't impacted them before, you know, and everything's going to be their fault. And we saw that everything is now kind of depicted as being their fault and they're coming here seeking asylum um, because well, they're not allowed to say, oh, we're under a lot of pressure because we had to accommodate a lot of Ukrainian citizens, you know, so... I guess yeah. that was that moment for me. Yeah, you know, Tony, it's pretty grim. Go on. Before I come to Emma, I'm going to ask you, person moment of the year. Um. Oh. Uh, well. Okay. So obviously, as I said, it's much like Shamim. Um. The I suppose the person, the person of the year is the person I probably miss the most is Dr. Vicky Conway. I miss her. I miss her terribly every day, and not just because she was a, um, a friend, but because she would have been a brilliant soundboard for so many of us. She did so much in the background, whether it was to helping with uh, legal queries, helping with uh, situations where it comes to um, autonomy, uh, human rights issues, and pushing back against much of the things that were happening with our within uh, Angarda Shikana. I wonder what she would have made of some of the more recent uh, conversations that have been had about reform within the Gardaí. I, I, I can guess, but I wouldn't, I won't guess now. Um, and I will say that, uh, you know, it's it's no exaggeration to say she's not just a loss to, 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 to us. I think she's a loss to, to the country, um, but she was, even in in that she why she still will be the person of the year for me is because she left me a challenge to keep going on many on many fronts and bloody been as organized as she has she's even left me a couple of topics that she wants me to cover in 2023 Scott, so, so, well, so, i hope I, I i think that's a you know we do we miss vicky an awful lot yeah we can't even go into how much we miss vicky we miss her an awful lot sam i see you have your hand up there buddy just to just to buy Emma a bit more time before the dreaded question, I th- some of the reason I didn't give a, a clear answer the first time is because there's so many people you could name as a person of the year, and you don't want to upset anybody. So I've decided to upset everybody, um, I, and I'm gonna give a shout out this year to Don O'Leary, um, absolute legend. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, meeting the guy twice this year uh, and just having the conversations that I've had. Yeah, my personal year, Don, wasn't it? Wasn't it staggering to see the pressure put on? And now the now the Cork Life Centre is going to receive, I think it's funding for nine teachers a year going forward. I've been in the Cork Life Centre. It's not it's not your typical school, folks. It's really not people who are struggling in in these situations to in mainstream education, and it gives them the chance, and they love it, and it's just it's so powerful. And that man is just. <laughs> Are we still going? It's just oh yeah, it's, he's, he's an absolute powerhouse, is Ardon, and a very, a very big favorite of ours. I just, I just want to say to Harry, I'm actually drinking beer and I'm not hiding it, Harry. So, you know. so next, I'm going to come to Emma. Emma, moment of the year or person of the year? Well, can I just say I'm also drinking beer and not hiding it. <laughs> Solidarity. <laughs> um. Oh. Moment of the year. All right. Look, I'm going to go with the um, the attempt by the British government to send people to Rwanda and yeah. the day one by one, getting people off that plane right to the very, very last minute. Uh, one by one, there were uh, interventions in the court um, that meant that the people that were on that plane were subsequently taken off it and the British government lost a ton of money. And they weren't able to action their, uh, you know, genius plan of uh, sending asylum seekers to. It's, it's the most horrendous, 
it's the most horrendous concept I think I've ever come across for refugees. I think it's the most horrendous notion and that it's, you know, you should really be able to be say, oh, I'm surprised it's England doing, but why would I be fucking surprised that it's England doing? It's what they've always done. Sorry, Sam, I don't mean to be uh, putting down England, but I mean, it's fucking disgraceful to put people on a plane and send them to England. It's fucking disgraceful. Yeah, yeah. and, and I don't I know see- if part of the reason I enjoyed it so much also, just because I just love it. I love it when the Home Office doesn't get its way. And I see the UN has stepped in today and told them to bloody well reconsider what they are doing. And I see that that has happened. And I'm glad it has. No right-minded person can say that's okay. I don't care who you are. It's not okay. It's not. Emma, that was a great. That was great. And I think I'm going to finish up with person moment of the year. And you're not going to like this. Elon Musk is my person of the year. No, you're right. We won't like it. Okay. And you know why? He reminds us how stupid, venal, ignorant billionaires actually are. He, you just wanted to say stupid ignorant venal he yeah. has, he's under he's under contract to say it every he, rem, he reminds us that we should eat them all or oh, you only have to eat one billionaire before the rest are terrified and the sooner we do it the better off for humanity i'll st- i'll gladly have a buttock no problem to me i'll step up and i will eat elon musk's talk in public if that's what it takes to get rid of billionaires and their destructive influence on this planet so yeah my person of the year is elon musk for reminding us what an auto wanker billionaires are thank you elon oh God, that's a really happy and cheerful note um can i can i can we just first of all uh uh, th- there's been so many brilliant people this year and it's 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 people have stood out and again i don't want to go i don't want to re- veer into the realm of politics as such but there's been so many great activists uh, as there always are um but i i know we've been talking to Mehmet a few times about united against racism and how how appropriate the work that they've been doing uh, and i know there's um John Mulner's loss is also felt by people in that community as well so i, I just want to acknowledge that as well also um but i but i would like to kind of um look forward and here's it's an interesting way it's a hard way to look forward because Ireland has had on all the metrics a brilliant year you know we're we're second only to Luxembourg in economic uh, output we're 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 absolutely killing it with more people in work than in ever in the history of the state a higher demographic of young people lowest level of jobless households and yet we have actually seen inequality grow at a rate that's 60 there's now 60 percent more working poor than there were a year ago something is very wrong in the system and we will continue on that vein in the next part of the 2022 wrap i want to thank harry shamim uh, martin sam and emma for their time again we have a lot more coming but don't turn off just yet we have some great great voice notes left from our friends sharon lambert dean scurry emma langford blind boy and a bit of crack as well uh, thanks for the support and hope you will all rejoin us in about about four or five days time when we complete the when we complete 2022 and look at 2023 thanks again talk to you all soon take care bye bye merry christmas to everyone in the tortoise shack except for tony um he's an awful pain in the ho ho ho, ho. merry christmas sending big love for christmas from Dean Scurry and everyone in Ballymoan.
Yup the flats. Hello, Tony and all the Tortoise Shack beauties and all the Tortoise Shack listeners. Um, just wanted to send a very happy Christmas. I'm here on Nicholas Street in Limerick City next to Treaty City Brewing um, at the Christmas market, which is gorgeous and very festive. You might be able to hear it in the background. Just want to send you a huge happy Christmas, happy New Year, happy Solstice, happy Samhain. Uh, season's greetings in general to all who observe and uh, thanks for doing what you do you're brilliant uh, this is um, this is Blind Boy Boat Club of course <laughs> no, this is Emma Langford I'm not famous enough to be able to do that Tony you glorious cunt uh, happy new year to all ye up in the the tortoise shack fair play to ye you're a continuing inspiration uh, with your independent podcast because you just keep doing it for the sheer love of doing it. And it's lovely to have people like you around in this new modern podcast environment, which is being consumed by corporate bollocks. Fair play to you. By the way, this is Chris DeBarg. Hi, Tony. Gavin here. Just wanted to wish yourself, Martin, and all of the Tortoise Shack subscribers the happiest of Christmases. I hope everybody has a blast over the next couple of weeks. Come here, just want to have you. Actually, I was on a date there the other night in Longboats in Black Rock, the real Black Rock. Like, and the bar woman comes up to me and she says, you're Gavin Casey, aren't you? And I look across my date and I'm thinking, oh, here we go now. Like, you actually can't go anywhere. So I say, I oh, am. Yeah, yeah, nice to meet you. And the bar woman goes, you're friends with Tony Groves, yeah? Which was embarrassing enough in and of itself, right? But not as bad as when we were escorted off the premises two minutes later on account of your outstanding bill. Uh, we tried a few more places in Black Rock, Mahan, but in the end we had to go as far as Abbey Field on the Limerick Kerry border before we got served. So I'm just wondering if you have a chance over the next couple of weeks, will you try and sort that? Because if I can be honest, just friend to friend, like you're ruining my life. Cheers, my man. Happy Christmas again. Speak soon.